0: Good morning, everybody. Kevin Drago with this dream house here along with Chef Mark and Kevin Kissner over there on the board brought to you in part by Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom, Colorado's largest appliance and mattress retailer. This dream house, if you don't already know, is a program that's all about the home. We're going to discuss renovations, remodels, and converting your property into your dream house. We're also going to navigate common homeowner pitfalls and even give you advice on buying and selling homes. If you have any questions or comments contact us by email at this dreamhouse at gmail.com and you can also find us on facebook and twitter at this dreamhouse we'd love to hear from you all mr kissner i got a, i heard an interesting um discussion i'm gonna call it a comment and, and frankly i don't even remember who or what i was listening to but my question is this in denver sports and let's We'll put colleges in there for this, too. Just sports in general. We have college teams in town? We do. They're called Air Force. (laughs) Oh, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, which team do you trust the most? And Actually, now that I think about it, I think it was Evans uh, on the morning show talked about um, which team you can trust. Cherry Creek High School. Well, there you go. (laughs) Okay, end of the subject. No, I mean— Think about that. Who do you trust the most out there? Well, I mean, honestly, it used to be the Broncos, where you really trust a Pat Bowlen. Yeah, even when he wasn't well yeah, here. Let's you, be honest. We are literally talking how many years ago now? Oh yeah, you can't even bring it up. I get it, and yeah. I agree with you. You were right. Used to be. It used to be right. I I sure but we're as we're talking how I, long ago now. Broncos. I sure as hell don't trust the Rockies. Okay, I don't either. I want to trust the Nuggets, but they have <clears throat> they have to. Uh, they have to prove it to me some more. Look, I have a huge problem with the so. Nuggets getting up for every game. When I see them, just take some of these losses and like, oh, oh, well, we have to play better, blah, blah, blah. And it's against the lower tier teams. They're always up for the good teams. Yep. I, I, follow people that follow me on Twitter. Know I follow uh, Liverpool, one of the top Premier League teams. They have this exact same issue. Okay, they can play the best teams in the world. And they're incredibly competitive, and they I would tell you they win more than they lose or they draw. However, as soon as they go to the bottom-tier teams, they can't win a game. Right. And they draw with teams they shouldn't draw, and they lose against teams they shouldn't lose against. To me, the Nuggets are no different. No. At they, least not that I've seen. I mean, the other night they went and lost to... So the Detroit Pistons, and the Pistons haven't won a road game all year. With their core guys back. And I get it. All the haters are going to be like, it's a long NBA season. They're getting used to playing with each other. Look. Those are games you have to win. Yes. And if you're dependent and you're thinking you're going to win it all this year, which is what I'm looking for, I don't know, man. I can't trust them. I, I, I don't trust the Nuggets. I trusted. I didn't trust them because they don't have good off seasons. Meaning they every year we were told, oh, we're going to go out and get these big-time free agents. All these guys want to come here and play here. And they never do. They never go out and sign them. Yeah, but you got to look at it. What they did this year, they signed a bench allegedly. I, frankly, allegedly, the they're That's the worst. The same. Right. They, they can't play it's defense. The same, it's the same bench. Um, but you figured they had the course people back playing together and that it should be uh, better, Right. It's not any better. It's not any better, and I, it's almost. I hate to say it, and you know, everybody got on me after that opening game loss to Seattle that I was panicking too early. Get off hey, the you, get off the ledge. Hey, you were right. I see the same thing in the Nuggets. It's the same performance. It's the same team. It's the same result. So I just don't trust them now. I could be wrong, and everybody can write in, and everybody can call in at the end of the year when I'm wrong. I'm okay with yeah. that. Where do the Nuggets got to get to, in your opinion, this year? Conference championship? They they uh, have to. Or, or, you know, the NBA championship? Right at the beginning of the season, my expectations were NBA finals. Okay. Because everyone's back. Everyone's healthy. But now... Be, and remember, everyone told me this team got so much better, even though they got rid of Will Barton and Monte Morris. Yep. And I said that's the dumbest trade that they could have made. I don't know about that. I wasn't a huge Barton fan. But I could, we could I, argue that. I get that. it. I don't like the Monte Morris thing. That's a topic for a different day. But when I look at the team now, I'm like, you better get to the Western Conference Finals because there's no one in this conference that's beating you. And I have to be honest with you. The Warriors. I, and the Warriors are awful <laughs> at this point. Well, for now. They are. I think they'll they'll kick it in, right? But I guess my point is, I I'm almost telling you I'd be shocked if we got to the finals, let alone win oh, the yeah. finals. I mean, I'm to the point now. I I might be shocked if we get to the conference finals here in town. So back to my original question: Who do you trust the most? The Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, same with me, man. You know, and you know why? It's because they built the team the right way. That's right. That's exactly right. Joe Sackig. Look at the injuries the on this team. Oh my gosh. And they're still – they overcome it. Something the Broncos can't do this There's year. There's guys off the bench. There's guys that step in place. They all play in their roles. They all play well. And at least right now, they are winning, and they have a championship. And so if I am going to trust one Colorado or Denver team, you hit it. And, and uh, I know a lot of people might be screaming at the radio right now. saying, so, uh-huh. Well, yes, yeah, because they don't, they're the most recent team to win a championship. This goes years before that. What happened, Three happened after years the, wait, that. what happened after the Broncos won the championship? <laughs> I, yeah, I mean... It was awful. I think we, we still, went downhill. We still trusted the Broncos the following year yeah. with Gary Kubiak in charge. Yeah, but they went pretty down. I he mean, still it, had it, a great defense, yeah. but you did go down. Right. But we've been trusting the Avalanche for, for a couple years before they won that's the Stanley true. Cup. You're, because that's we are statement. saying, hey, this team is actually built right. Well, they're young. They were really young. They're just... That's that, the that close. They're that close. Yeah. And they did it. I still trust I mean, give me a reason why I shouldn't trust the Colorado I agree. Avalanche. I agree. Well, there you have it. <laughs> don't don't trust the Rockies. I mean, that's well, I don't even I don't even know. Are they still No, that's horrible. I won't even go there. Are but they still a yeah. the team? No. Stop it. Oh no. Not I, I can keep going. <laughs> I know. I'm still a fan. It's just disappointing that that's what Denver has to look forward to. It, it, it sucks. I mean, you, you have potential to be one of the best sports towns in the country, and and you're just not doing it. You're not Here's, here's you're not what performing. I'm getting used to living in Denver, and I've only lived in Colorado now on and off for 13 years. Um, I'm used to being disappointed. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, we, how many times do we get our hopes up for the Broncos, and then it just falls? Especially the, this year, and the Rockies and the Nuggets, yeah, and up to a certain point, the Avalanche, yeah. But I agree, they've built it right. All yeah. right, Brody, time to move on. Okay, everybody, our first guest today, Miss Erin Kasky with Rustic Butterfly Interiors LLC. I didn't want to leave that out, Erin. How are you today?
1: I'm doing great.
0: Well, listen. We're so excited to have you on the show, and um, you know, we were talking a little bit about you before the show. All, all positive, of course, right? I mean, it was fun. Um, but you, your business is different, and you view your diff, your your business differently than most, in the sense that you um, you offer contracting, you do designing, and while we've had other people that sort of do this, I thought what was most interesting is uh, you view yourself as a contractor first. So tell us a little bit about uh, Rustic Butterfly Interiors.
1: Um, Yeah, we are a full design business, basically. But the difference for us is that we actually bring everybody to the the table. We don't require you to take a design and go find your own people. We have everyone in-house,
0: yeah, and even a lot of designers, right, what they'll do is they may know contractors, <laughs> uh, but they're not necessarily in-house. Right. And you are the GC. How's that work out for you?
1: Um, it's fun. I have 19 employees, and I definitely, you know, I'm one to get my hands dirty and get in there and actually do projects with them. I don't just point the finger and say, do this. Now, and so you've
0: obviously then, you've built things before.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: You know what I'm awful at? Building things.
1: Math is hard. No,
0: it's not. Well, it is hard. Let's be honest. When I talk building things, um, how about let's go to the very basic. Like if I had to put a garbage disposal in, what I realized is that the um, directions make it look like you should do this in three easy steps and take five minutes to do it. And Kevin will take four hours. Something will be missing. Something won't work. And then I'll go hire someone to do it, which I should have done to begin with, although my wife. And and it sounds like we'll talk about this a little bit. We have similar, you have similar personalities to her. It's like, I can do it. I can do it. You know, and, and she does it. Thank God. And all my friends laugh at me like, oh, really, dude? You let your <laughs> wife do like all this work around the house. I'm like, yeah, I cook, clean. She installs things. So, can, right. I mean, now, now you are married, yes? Yes, I am. Okay, and. Is your husband awful handy? Awful my, handy.
1: My husband is very handy. Uh, and um, so do
0: you guys fight about who's going to do what?
1: No, it's generally I just will do something and start something on my own, and he has a choice to help me or just stand back and see what <laughs> happens.
0: <laughs> and what does he normally choose? Normally
1: but, he stands back and watches because it's easier to not get yelled now, at.
0: Now listen, what's your husband's name? Cliff. Cliff, you are a smart man. <laughs> and let me tell you why you're smart. Why? When you have someone else as talented as Aaron would you ever have to do anything like if I didn't have to do work look man I'm good (laughs) I'm fine I got plenty of other things to do Aaron Um, so tell me a little bit about the process Um, you meet with your clients. Let's start with that sort of initial meeting. How does that go? What should they expect?
1: So for me, um, I used to do all of my consults on my own, but as we've grown over the last 10 years, I've brought additional staff in. So initially for a client, they're going to meet with Amy, who is my right-hand gal. She is my keeper of everything. Um, So she generally, she'll schedule the consultation, go out and collect kind of that key information, look at the space, measure, ask the questions, Bring that all back to me to where then I go through it, create the estimate based on the scope of work, um, and then we send it off. And if a client is wanting to move forward to next steps, we then go through the actual design process. And, you know,
0: rustic interiors, uh, rustic butterfly. Interiors. Uh, what went into the thought of the name? What is it? Just, is it just something that you know? I like, cat hey, it just sounded good, or what was it?
1: No, when I started my business, um, so butterflies have always been just a symbol for me and it it really comes down to that renewing uh, that that truly you go from one one you know creature or being and you actually do you morph and you change into something different and so I think for me that's really what we do is that we take something that you know wasn't necessarily amazing and we do we make it something that's perfect for the individual and how long
0: have you had your business now?
1: Uh, almost 10 years.
0: And how scary was that to go into business for yourself?
1: Um, it was one of those. It definitely was a huge step of faith. It was. It was right after I had my my oldest. Um, I went back to work initially and...
0: And were you doing the same? Were you doing something similar? What were you I doing? wasn't. What I were you doing?
1: was the pharmacy buyer at Children's Hospital. Really? Mm-hmm. So what a switch. It was. And I think a lot of it, though, is that, I mean, business is business. And if you're good at business, you can theoretically make anything work.
0: Well, I think good at, at business as well as um, confidence, confidence. Right, right. I mean, you have to believe in yourself right. to do what you did. I think it's really, and I think too many people. There's so many talented people in the world that never make that step right. and never get to experience what you're experiencing here. Yeah. So with rustic, when I hear rustic, are you just doing
1: rustic designs, or is that no? That's just no. in there, Kevin. No, we do everything. I think a lot of like the rustic part of it was when we first started out, I mean, a lot of our business was actually primitive furniture is really where we started. And then it continued to morph into the I can do this and I can prove that I can do this and and set us apart and make us different. Um, I think the other part of rustic is that it's a little bit easier for people to walk in and, and Go through this process. Because for a lot of people, renovations are hugely intimidating. But it, because I think a lot of times you think that, it oh, it's this amazingly, perfectly, you know, planned everything. But I think, honestly, the rustic, it kind of softens things a little bit to where there's room to make things yours. It doesn't have to be cookie cutter, identically everything that your neighbor has. That's not what we do. Well,
0: and I think rustic to me, when I hear rustic. Yes, there's certainly the rustic farmhouse, you know, and shiplap. I'm sure you know know the (laughs) reference. Uh, However, rustic to me signals, you know, cozy home. Right. Right. And so it's Colorado. Yeah, right.
1: You know, I mean, everyone loves, you know, you have people that are ski bombs that that's what they want is that cozy, earthy feel. And I think the rustic really leads you into making that whatever it is you want it to be for your own home.
0: Well, and I think that's just it, right? It doesn't necessarily need to be rustic. Like, I love mid mod, but I am very comfortable in my mid mod
1: sort of setting. And that's Um, me. I mean, we bought a house built in 64 and renovated it from the ground up. And I still kept a lot of things very mid-mod to keep it true to the house. I mean, I just finished a basement shower where I kept the original 1964 floor penny tile and took weeks to match. It's like a yellow, brown, and earthy, creamy, but I I spent the time to find tile that would work for the shower so I could leave that.
0: Okay, here's the really important question. (laughs) Do you have a, a, a lava lamp?
1: I don't. I, do. I actually saw something not too long. I think it was actually on Craigslist. Someone had two of them, and I was yes. like, we should totally buy those for the boys. Now,
0: now I, I'm just going to give it's you... a fire hazard, so I, I, but... Well, I, you know, I told my... Well, I told my wife, I was like, hey, I want a lot of lamp. She didn't even want to do the mid-mod, let's be honest. I've talked about this on the show before, but um, I wanted a lot of lamp once I got her to go with it, because like everywhere we went, there was mid-mod. She's like, finally. Okay, she caved, but The lava lamp she found was like an original lava lamp. It wasn't the ones you find like in the the store today. This is like metal and yada, yada. It
1: burns your hand when you touch it. Yes.
0: (laughs) It's okay. Don't worry about those sparks. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah, but it's really cool. It adds such sort of this cool uh, feeling to what we did. And um, so, what that being said, what is your favorite design? What type is your favorite design?
1: To be honest, I'm super eclectic. And so my designs are really driven by the individual. So I do. Obviously, going into someone's house, you look around and kind of get a feel for the things that work and don't work in their space and and what they want. And then, you know, choosing, you know, what fits them best versus saying, hey, this is what you have to do. Well, And
0: that makes sense. And I get that. And you should. (laughs) How's that work? No, I think you should do this. No, But what's like your passion like when i get this i just man it makes me so happy
1: i i honestly i can't say that i have a favorite just my, doing it makes my, you happy yeah my biggest thing is is i really like to incorporate some sort of vintage piece nice. that's really i think what my key that, piece is, is cool finding something that's different that makes it theirs versus a hey we bought this and it it looks like a magazine
0: Well, listen, we are up against a break. And when we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, the hobby farm with miniature animals. So we'll be right back. We'll leave everybody here. We'll be right back with Aaron. And we'll talk about that after a few words from our sponsor, Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom, Denver's largest appliance and mattress dealer. We'll be right back. Don't buy until you shop Appliance Factory in Mattress Kingdom, Colorado's Appliance and Mattress Experts. With 18 Colorado stores and a 4.7 Google rating. Save 30 to 60% on thousands of appliances and mattresses in stock and available for next day delivery. They have more products in stock than anywhere in Colorado. Appliance Factory gets exclusive factory buys from the manufacturers at a huge discount and passes that savings on to you. Guaranteed to beat Lowe's and Home Depot sales prices. Save 30 to 60% from GE to KitchenAid, Whirlpool to Samsung. At Appliance Factory, Colorado's appliance experts with a 4.7 Google rating. Plus, Mattress Kingdom inside Appliance Factory, unbelievable savings. Work with the sleep experts at Mattress Kingdom. They have the most innovative brands like Purple and Nectar to Tempur-Pedic and Sealy. Save 30 to 60% on thousands of appliances and mattresses in stock. Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom has unbeatable savings. Don't buy until you shop at Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom. Visit appliancefactory.com. Okay, welcome back everybody. We are with Aaron Kasky with Rustic Butterfly Interiors LLC. And we did talk about this year. You're in Parker, yeah?
1: We are. Yes.
0: Parker, Colorado. People can get to you from anywhere, really. Yeah, I mean, we're
1: actually in the process of signing a lease to truly open a kitchen and bath design showroom in Parker, in the heart of Parker. Now so how
0: exciting is that? It's
1: exciting. It's time you do
0: something new, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's a place that I never really dreamed that we would ever get to, and here we are.
0: So I teased with everybody before we went to break uh, that you have a hobby farm with miniature animals. I do. Tell me about this. <laughs> how does this
1: start? Um, it started probably five years ago. I We went to a pumpkin patch here in Colorado and I made the comment. I was like, I'm going to have a mini donkey. Inherently, my husband said no.
0: I know my wife will going to go, uh, see, <laughs> do you know my wife said the exact same thing to me? Uh, we were living in the mountains when we did it. And I'm like, L-, and we're in the mountains, right? I had this Cliff, right? Mm-hmm. Cliff, this is what you should have said. There's wild animals going to eat them. And when you come home to the mess, you're you're going to just be sad for the rest of your life. This might have won you that argument because it won it for me. But tell me about that. How many animals so you got?
1: The, oh, gosh. We have three miniature donkeys that we rescued, oh. um, had them for a couple of years. And it actually worked out to my advantage because donkeys are protector animals. Yes, they so are. So for the chickens, it helped because we know, have foxes. You so. know
0: what's funny? <laughs> we only learned this recently and we'd already <laughs> moved. I think if my wife knew yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That would have been her answer. That was so you, part of you, my argument. You did some research. <laughs> I did. Uh, she did not. So that the, was good. The
1: funny thing is, is that he, my husband said no, but he was actually the one that found them. Aww. And I was like, this is happening. So I made a phone call. My my parents were in town. My mom is laughing because she's like, you're really doing this. And I'm like, duh. <laughs> um, so yeah, we started with the donkeys. We rescued three little donkeys. And then, oh, um, awesome. you know, randomly one day I was like, I want a miniature Highland cow. <laughs> so that what? was also a no and then it quickly was a okay whatever you want to do because i think he thought i was joking no, i think he loves you. he does yeah he supports the crazy believe me he does um so now yeah i have two miniature cows and then for whatever reason as a joke my brother recently got us two miniature goats and they act like the brownies from willow like they're so bad. <laughs> they're cute, but they're so bad. So uh, you know,
0: I, I, I've got to ask you, like, because these personalities, like, I have to be honest, like, I'm, I'm, I, I'm judging you, right? Judge <laughs> okay. judging because that's what I do. Most people do. Um, but I'm like, oh my god, I, I, I feel like I'm interviewing my wife. Um, <laughs> do you like have all the schemes in the household too? Like, is all everything that seems a little outlandish or crazy? Like, are they all your ideas or uh, is it shared?
1: I, no. Um... <laughs> My husband has his weird little quirks and things that he does, and I just smile and walk away. Um, generally, my ideas, I think my ideas are always like the gigantic grand ideas of, like, hey, let's do this. And
0: they're always correct, of course, right?
1: No, I mean, there's definitely been times oh. where I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> right on. Um, but no, it's fun. I mean, right, I got to come out
0: to your miniature farm. Absolutely. And I'm going to have my wife live vicariously okay. through you because this is my out now. Okay. <laughs> And and this is how we're going to do it. But how awesome. And so when you rescue them, do you keep them forever or do you look I for do. homes as well? They, oh, okay. um,
1: we're on three acres. So they... My critters have full free reign Uh, of the entire property. So it's one of those you have to watch to make sure that someone's not trying to skirt out the gate behind you. Um, Our donkeys have gotten out before. The most recent was my miniature Highland cow got out. And I got a video from the neighbor behind us who was like, hey, is this your cow? (laughs) So, yes, it's six o'clock in the morning. Do you see any
0: other miniature cows in the neighborhood? He was
1: laughing. He deleted it off of next door to try and avoid drama. But (laughs) I literally had to drag home. Like a 400 pound fat cow. That's a baby cow? He's a baby. He's a miniature. Jesus. He's he's short and fat. Like he's clearly I don't think he weighs that much. I mean he's probably not that much. He looks like a giant fat cow.
0: He's a miniature. I'm thinking, okay, maybe hundred and fifty. No,
1: he's still bigger than that. But you know, here I am, you know, five foot two, dragging home a cow tied to my waist, and just it was it was hilarious. I had neighbor kids driving past (laughs) taking photos of me. And I'm like like, TikTok famous. Yes, it was hilarious. (laughs) Because I'm like, I'm in cowgirl boots and like shorts and a tank top at six o'clock in like the morning yes like dragging this cow behind me yeah. and then my other cow who doesn't like to be held or touched or anything he's just following behind no problem and it did it was hilarious i was just like only me well and, only and, me and,
0: and, and you're a mom of two and they're yeah. younger and we we joked during the break i, I said oh I, I um we kind of said, oh, Broncos. You were like, oh, no, you know, I, I got so many things going on. And, and, and I joked. And I said, yeah, you're a mom of two. You're you Paw Patrol. And you said?
1: I said Minecraft, actually. And I was like,
0: yeah. Like, we're <laughs> living duplicate lives. Yeah. It's just like I'm much older. And um, my kids are much older. However, I told you, right? I yeah. went through Minecraft, and mine were twenty-five and twenty-seven. Right. When
1: I, we it were, wasn't even
0: like they were young.
1: No, and talking now, the weird thing is, is that kids nowadays are like, let me watch someone else on YouTube play a video game, and I'm like, and be really I don't loud, it. Right? Yes, I don't, I don't understand it. And I walk in, I'm now, like, do you oh. have to watch for profanity? No, because so you know those guys sometimes do. they do. do. Um, there's one in particular that he actually really likes, and so I'm good with. I mean, ah, the. Okay. The, one of the voices on it is like the most ear piercing, most annoying yeah, thing you've ever heard, that. and I'm like, "Oh my God, please stop right, But I at least know that it's 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 safe for them it's it's not something, and in my
0: house, you know not only do they do that, they do that while actually playing.
1: Yeah. Online with their friends and yeah. they're
0: all screaming.
1: Or they're sitting there on the iPad like doing something completely different, just listening to that. And I'm like, Am I the only one with sensory issues right yeah. now? Because I cannot listen to all of this. Well, listen, let's get back to rustic
0: butterfly. Thank you for allowing me yeah. to go off on a tangent. <laughs> that was a lot of fun to know I live a duplicate life and I'm not the only human being. No. Um so what do you, what do you see as the biggest sort of not shock but surprise? what do you find your 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 clients that they're most surprised with
1: um i don't know i to be honest this far into it i don't really feel like there's things that people are like oh wow that's nice i think probably the biggest surprise for people is that it's my own employees it's not subcontractors so
0: they're okay like they they're not shocked right everybody sees tv shows and let's be honest it doesn't happen in a week right no it's no. a long process. Do they come in expecting a
1: long process? We do have some people that feel like, oh, we're on week two; this should be done. And I'm like, oh my god, do you you know do you have any idea what's gone into this? Um, but I think most people we we outline it with a schedule to where we give people, hey, this is kind of a rough expectation. And while we try to completely stay on task and not deviate, things happen, and we try to communicate those things. But I mean, construction is messy. It doesn't have to be dirty. It's messy, but you know, allowing that process to just Happen and trusting the team that you obviously hired a professional. So let us do our jobs.
0: So obviously, guitar and HG, HGTV guy because I would never do the work myself. Uh, I was also thinking, like, do people get shocked that you know, no, this, you know. This it's three rooms, right? The kitchen, the living room and the bathroom is not going to be under $10,000.
1: No, I mean, some you, you can there's definitely and that's I think one of the things for us is that I truly want people to love their house. And so I am willing to kind of look at at all options and say, hey, tell me what your budget is and here's what we can do to give you, you know, a sense of what you're after without completely breaking the bank. And and I get that because there's I mean, obviously, I started with a. Don't tell me, no, I'm going to figure this out kind of mentality, even sure. for my own house. And so there's definitely things that you can do to give you that wow in a space that don't have to be super, super expensive.
0: However, I want to be just be counter like this is and this is just me. If I was coming to sit down and you think and I'd be going, yeah, but you know what? Uh, Even though I move every two years, (laughs) uh, this isn't a a throwaway purchase, right? This is something probably in many times where I may do this again in another home. But for this home, this will probably be the last time that I do it. And I'm going to live with this for a period of time. And so, therefore, uh, I should do it right.
1: Right. And it's it, I ask people one of the number one questions that I do ask potential clients is, is this your forever house or is this a five to ten year house? And, and obviously, based on demographics where their kids are in school, those those answers range, you know, and, well, and you're going
0: to be using it. Right. right? I mean, like, so like you don't want to wake up every day and go, e-, let's just say it was five years. Yeah, me, me too. <laughs> but five years, I wouldn't want to wake up six months down the road and go, oh, man, now, I wish I would have went with those easy closed drawers. Right. What was well, I thinking? that's standard for us. Oh, those okay. come standard. Well, you know? I, I don't know that. And then look, I'm, I'm talking as a novice, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I have to be honest, <laughs> if it was me, it'd be something I'd, well, do I really need it? Right. <laughs> and by the way, I've come to the conclusion, I do, but yeah. I, I'm using that more as the example. Like, yeah. It, it, you don't want to wake up regretting what you did. No,
1: and so for us, it's really the question. And and those are not a, hey, we're going to cut a corner. It's a, if this is your forever home, make your decisions based on what you want to look at all day, every day, and that you're going to love. If it's a a temporary house where you guys know that you're moving on, then, hey, let's make smarter decisions on how we approach the renovation so that you're still getting what you love, but you're not spending all the money that you potentially would want to actually put into your forever home.
0: Well, listen, young lady. Thank you so much, Erin Kasky, for allowing me to have some fun here. This was a third. I I could talk to you for hours. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, uh, we are up against the clock. Uh, How can people get through to Rustic Butterfly Interiors, LLC?
1: Um, Our office number is 720-449-2236. If you leave a message, it goes directly to an email to me. Or a voicemail that someone in the office will respond to.
0: And how about if I want to find you on the uh, net?
1: It's just
0: a rustic butterfly one words, everybody, dot .com. Aaron, thank you so much Thanks. for being on the show. Thank you. I hope we get you back in because uh, I've got so many more questions. <laughs> All <laughs> thank right, Thank you have a great so time. much. Thank you guys for another great show. And don't forget to join us On Saturday mornings here, 8 a.m. on 104.3 The Fan for more great information all about the house on this dream house. Have a great day, everybody.